Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, my wonderful, beautiful friends. Guys, welcome back to r slash entitled people, where people truly believe that they can do whatever they want, whenever they want, because they're special. And in this episode, guys, boy, oh boy, we've got people breaking into homes, stealing parking spaces, Karen's letting their goblins run wild. It's a good one, guys. I hope you enjoy the stories. Hit subscribe if you haven't. And as always, you can send or link your Reddit post to this email right here. Let's dive in. So this happened about eight or nine years ago, and here's some background. We moved houses when I was 12 years old, and my parents decided to rent out the old house, at least until the housing market picked up. And spoilers, it didn't. So the first people my parents rented the house to were absolutely dreadful. They would throw parties until 2 in the morning on weekdays, have dodgy people around, get in fights with the neighbors, and they bought more pets which broke their contract. We knew this because my maternal grandparents lived right next to the house. And because these people were terrible, my parents decided to give these people their two months notice to move out. And they did not like this. So the two months pass and they move out. But my grandparents notice that they keep coming back to the property and somehow keep getting inside the house, despite the fact that they handed back the keys. So it's pretty obvious that they had left stuff there and they had duplicated the keys or they broke into the house. Because of this, my parents got the locks changed, and they handed all these people's stuff to the letting agent. Now on the days the locks got changed, my brother, mom, and I were going out with my grandma. My dad was at work, so my grandpa kept an eye on the locksmith, and he took the new keys when he was done. This all went smoothly. Well, later on that day, while we were still out, the entitled old tenant just turns up at the property and he tried to regain entry. My grandpa told my mom when we got back and she said she'll talk to the letting agent and if it happens again, to call the police. As we were driving home from my grandparents, my brother and I noticed a van following us home. But when we turn into our road, the van carries on, so we think nothing of it. About 20 minutes later, dad's home, so we're just relaxing and we notice someone standing outside of our house. It's the guy. So my dad goes outside to see what the guy wants and to try to handle this amicably. That's when the guy starts screaming at my dad, saying his keys don't work and he still has stuff in the house. My dad tries to explain that they had all the locks changed because it's their property and that guy no longer lives there and that all of his stuff is at the letting agents. As my dad's explaining this, the guy starts getting in my dad's face screaming how dare they lock him outside of the house that he's gonna call the cops on my parents for keeping him from getting his stuff, and that sent my mother raging. Now, things you need to know is my mother is 5'5", and she's petite in stature. She's in no way intimidating in the slightest until she loses her temper. By this point, her temper was lost in space, and she was fuming. My mom storms out of the house with her phone in hand, and she starts screaming at the guy to get the F off her front steps and to stay the F away from the other property. She then screams that he has no right to that property, and if he ever comes back again, she'll call the police and have him thrown straight into jail. And I've never seen a guy run away so fast in my life. 
And that's the story how my mom scared the ever-loving crap out of a guy twice her size and made him run away like a scared little child. The guy never bothered us again. Guys, you know what? All I can say is you can never mess with a mama bear. And honestly, that's a new one though. I've never heard of someone getting evicted from a property, giving the landlord back the keys, and keeping all their stuff there, and then continue breaking into the house to keep living there. Some people are wild, I tell ya. So my family recently moved into a house in a new estate. The estate had a park that was massive, and my house is on the main road of the estate, and its garage is on the other side, on another road, and we're close to the park. So about two months ago, they hosted an opening ceremony for the park. A lot of people came. People came from the surrounding areas as well. Me, my brother, and my parents left our house, and we walked down to the park. Due to all the traffic, there were people there to manage it. Once we get home, we see a car parked in our driveway. Now my dad's a calm dude, but he doesn't like stuff like this. Me and my brother go up to one of the workers and tell him that the car there's not ours and we don't want it there. The worker tells us that he saw people park there and he remembers what they look like. We tell him that it would be good if we can get the car moved and he says he'll try to find her. So about 20 minutes later, we see him walking up to the car with a lady and her son, who looks to be about 9 years old. She walks up there, and we can see her starting to get angry. Naturally, we walk up to see what's happening, and this is the conversation that happened. I hear Karen say, I don't understand why you want me to move my car. I live here. This is my house. The worker tells her, well, clearly they say you don't, and I don't see why they would bring this issue here unless it was true. And that's when Karen says, those people are lying. I live here. And that's when my brother says, ma'am, please, we live here, and I even have the keys to the house, so please move your car. Karen says, that's BS, complete BS. I've lived here for over a year now, and I've watched this park get built, and you're making me move my car? That's when my brother says, okay then, so what's the two cars inside the garage then? And Karen responds, a Volkswagen and a Mazda. I'll open the garage and show you. The woman then scuffles through her handbag, pretending to look for the garage opener, and that's when my brother pulls out the garage door opener and opens the garage door. And the worker tells her, yeah, it's not your house, so please leave. Karen gets in the car and she leaves while looking angry. We didn't think to call the cops because nothing major happened, but it was funny to see her lying out of her ass and then get proven wrong. Oh my goodness, guys, like, what in the world was that woman thinking? Looking for a non-existent garage door opener in her purse, guys. Like, she knew it wasn't there. Like, why would you keep looking? I don't even know what to say. I can feel the embarrassment from here, guys. And if I were Opie's brother, I would have let her play it out a little while longer to see what she would have done. Either that, or I would have just had her car towed off my property. And while we're on the topic of people parking wherever they want, listen to this one. So this isn't my story, but my dad's, and it happened over 15 years ago, when my dad had a house in San Francisco, which was three blocks away from a large hospital called General Hospital. This will be important. So one day, my dad comes home from work, and he finds a car in the driveway. Someone had parked their shiny new Mercedes in my dad's driveway, which clearly had a big sign saying, No parking, private property. Dad had to park on the street instead of the garage, which pissed him off. So dad leaves a note asking them to not park in his driveway. The next day, the same Mercedes is in the driveway again. So dad leaves a second, longer note telling them to stop effing parking in my driveway 
or I'll call the cops and have your ass ticketed, and if you do it again, I will have your car towed. Now with that, you'd think the guy would get a clue, but if he had, this wouldn't be on here. So the next day, the car was there yet again. So true to his word, dad calls the cops and the car got ticketed. The following morning, dad came home to find his driveway vacant. No Mercedes in sight. Dad was relieved he'd gotten his driveway and his garage back, but that's not the end of it naturally. So that afternoon, around 4pm, my dad's friend, who was sitting on dad's front steps working on a car part, looks up from what he was doing to see the same Mercedes pulling up in front of the house. That's when a short, 30-something guy in a very nice suit gets out and he starts stomping up to my dad's stairs. He stopped on the first landing below my dad's friend and he starts to demand to know if he's the homeowner. Dad's friend says no and turns to yell for my dad, but dad comes out to investigate after hearing raised voices. Immediately, the guy demands to know why my dad called the cops on him and got him ticketed. The guy's waving the ticket around like a pom as he yells. My dad calmly tells him that since it's his driveway, and since the guy had been parking there day after day illegally despite being told not to, he had every right to call the cops when someone trespasses on his private property. Hearing this, the guy proceeds to totally lose his lid. According to my dad, he turns red in the face and he, I kid you not, yells, I'm a doctor. I can park wherever I want to. Everywhere else is taken and I'm not paying to park in the effing lot. And it's not like you're even using it anyway. So it turns out the idiot worked at the hospital and he figured that since he was a doctor, he had the right to park in my dad's driveway. He even claimed the sticker on his car proved he could park anywhere, anytime, with impunity. He even said my dad was using his garage, which this idiot's Mercedes was blocking. He then went on to tell my dad that he needed to pay for his ticket, and the ticket was $85. My dad and his friend both laughed and told him that he could shove the idea and the ticket right up his behind. And as a doctor dad told him, he was sure he knew how to find it. Dad also told him if he ever saw that Mercedes in his driveway again, he would have it towed. My dad said the guy's face turned even redder, and he almost expected to see steam coming out of his ears. He then began cussing at my dad and threatening to sue, but my dad cuts him off telling him that if he didn't get off his property, he would happily throw him down the stairs, and that's when Mr. I'm a doctor, realizing that he's not gonna get his way, turned and stomped down the steps like a pissed off 7 year old, switching between threatening litigation and cussing my dad out. The doctor never sued, and my dad never saw him or his Mercedes again. So yeah, reading the post, I I just have to say that I expected much more out of a medical professional, right? Like, I don't know why I think that, but I guess there's entitled idiots all over the world, and some people do let professions go to their heads. Like, we thank you for helping to save lives, sir, but you're not that important enough to be trespassing on people's properties, parking your expensive Mercedes wherever you want, and then arguing people when they tell you, no, don't park there. Crazy entitled people, I tell you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, 
like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. So this happened years ago, and I was just reminded of it today. For some context, I was at the park, where there's a big fenced area for your dogs to run off leashes. I was also carrying a very old leather bag that was gifted from my great-aunt. At the time, I was also a Harry Potter fan. So I happened to have made colored glass bottles filled with dyed glue at home to mimic potions from the books. I also kept a small black sketchbook I drew in occasionally whenever I go to the park. And on this day, I was collecting some flowers and leaves in an empty jar to take home for a dried book press as a gift to my grandmother, all the while my sweet puppy was playing. So cue the lady walking by who asked me some questions about my dog and what I was doing. We'll just call her Crazy Lady. So the crazy lady sees me with a jar that I had just taken out of my bag, and she watched me pop the cork and pick some yellow flowers and put them in. And that's when she says, hey, why are you putting those in a jar like that? To that I say, oh, I was just collecting them in here to keep them from getting messed up in my bag. The lady says, you've got a dark vibe about you. Are you religious in any way? Now mind you, I was wearing jeans, a blue flannel, and a black t-shirt about zombies, so that's probably why she got the vibes. I say to her, I'm sorry, I don't mean anything by it, but I don't go to church or really have any religion. And that's when the woman interrupts me and says, so you abandoned the Lord. I ask, uh, excuse me? She then says, so you're a witch. Why else would you be gathering leaves and stuff? Now it did take a lot to keep from bursting out laughing. It was about this time my puppy noticed the new person and comes bounding over to say hello. I tried to catch her to stop her from jumping, but she was too hyper to grab. And the lady screams, you're disgusting. You're openly doing this in public? I bet you're gonna do something horrible to that poor dog. I say to her, are you accusing me of wanting to hurt my dog? And that's when she says, people like you shouldn't have a dog. You're probably gonna use this poor baby in some sort of awful ritual or something. Now I was genuinely confused for a bit until the lady came through the gates and she starts trying to catch my pup by the collar. Thankfully my hyper ball of fur was now doing donuts around her and he took off to the other side of the dog park. But by then I was defensive and shocked by the lady and I said, what do you think you're doing? The woman repeats again, you don't deserve a dog if you're gonna do those monstrous things to it. You don't need such a sweet thing if you're gonna worship the devil. Now, I'm not Wiccan or anything the lady accused me of, but the lady managed to get me upset. I was also scared what she would do if she actually caught my dog. Thinking fast, I decided on something. I then pulled my little black sketchbook out and started aggressively chanting the Irish word for seaweed, one of the only words I know at her while pointing at her face. The woman's face paled, and she took off down the park to where I'm guessing her friends were. I saw her pass by about 20 minutes after this happened, but she wouldn't even look at me. Now I'll admit, there's probably other ways to solve this problem, but at least we can now have a good laugh about it. No no guys, this was absolutely the best way to solve this problem. And I'm not gonna lie, chanting the word seaweed over and over again in a language that Karen doesn't understand is absolutely hilarious.
Okay, so this mind-boggling encounter happened as I was leaving the clinic this afternoon. I was just a witness, and the lady who was the target of Mama Karen and the Entitled Brats was happy for me to share this, so let's get on with it. So for those of you unfamiliar with a cancer ward or clinic where chemo is administered, and I pray you always will be, there's a little brass bell. The bell is a symbol of hope for all. It marks the end of treatments and the ringing in of a new chapter, hopefully cancer-free. For me, I vomited right before I rang the bell because the anxiety of the unknown was almost as bad as the chemo itself, but that's another story. Today, it was a woman named Heather's turn to ring the bell. Heather's a really lovely lady. She's 58 years old with stage 2 ovarian cancer and she had a hysterectomy, followed by chemo. Heather's diagnosis is great, but she had it rough. Heather is the most lovely woman that you could ever meet. She's a grandma that everybody wants to have, but is kind of glad they don't. She's also funny and loving, but she can also give you a look that makes you back away, like you're staring down a hungry grizzly. Everyone that interacts with Heather loves her, and honestly, the woman saved my sanity on more than one occasion during my treatment. Another thing that may vary from ward to ward is the chemo room. Patients in ours sit in a little oval room. It's like a giant lounge, with comfy chairs and a little TV. There's also drinks and biscuits off to one side, and room enough for 10 patients and up to 2 visitors. So as I was leaving my appointment, I saw Heather's daughter, who informed me that today was the day. So I decided to stick around to see her ring the bell, and I'm so glad I did. A couple of weeks ago, a new patient joined the group, who we'll call Sam. Sam seems like a relatively nice older gentleman with an absolutely awful excuse of a daughter and grandchild. In the limited interactions I've had with these two entitled brats, I've seen the daughter stealing biscuits off people currently hooked up to chemo machines, and the mother screaming at nurses for reprimanding the child when she attempted to rip the cannulas out of a patient's arm. Genuinely, I have no idea why they haven't banned the mega monster and her little brat. Like I said, today was Heather's turn to ring the bell. Unlike some places where the bell's on the wall, our unit has a little old-fashioned wood and brass bell that nurses keep behind the desk 90% of the time. Today, just as Heather was getting ready to hopefully walk out for the final time, the nurse brought the bell over to a little side table. At first, the little fallen angel didn't notice the bell. She was too busy attempting to crush the souls of the elderly and the infirmed by playing her switch really loudly. Not loud enough to be kicked out, but just loud enough to be annoying as all holy hellfire. But at least she was distracted. So once Heather was ready, the nurse just stood by the little side table and she made a short speech about Heather and her final day of the journey. Just as the speech was wrapping up, the tiny terror shot out of nowhere, almost knocking Heather to the ground and she reached up to grab the bell. Heather, being the no-nonsense badass granny she is, took the bell out of her hands and firmly but gently said, No honey, this isn't for you, it's not a toy. And at that, the kid lunges at Heather, trying to grab the bell from her hand. While mother, who thinks she's superior, stood up screaming, saying, Hey, you can't do that to my innocent child. What kind of disgusting woman takes a toy from a child? You are such a bitch. Give her back the bell. You don't need it. She deserves it more. Now it was a lot. It wasn't even a conversation that I'm pretty sure she growled at in one breath. The harpy screeches went on for about 30 seconds of just incomprehensible nonsense. Bertha Big Mac then waddles her way to Heather to take the bell away from her, but Heather just did not have time for her crap. Heather's got a bell to ring and a life to live. 
So as the rampaging rhino gets up to Heather, Heather goes heathen on her. She looks at this entitled mama dead in the eyes and she says, Your father must have been a horrible man in a past life to be lumped with such a sorry excuse for a daughter. Hearing that, it took everyone by surprise as there was a brief pause before Heather unleashed everything she'd been dying to say to this. She then goes on and says, Do you have any idea how exhausting it is to finish a round of treatment with you and your obnoxious brat around making everyone's lives miserable? Now I know God's testing us, but my goodness, we already have cancer. And now he's saddling us with you too? You are disgusting, you're entitled, you're selfish, you are poorly behaved, and your child is just as awful as you are. And I hate saying that about an innocent child, but my goodness, she's awful. She's really, really awful. If you want any hope of her having a decent life, you'd become a decent parent and correct some of her behavior. But oh no, that would require correcting yours, you abominable excuse for a human being. It was glorious, awful, awkward, and silent. Hearing Heather say that, Betty Bigmouth had suddenly been struck dumb. The tantruming terror was gaping like a fish out of water, and then there was Sam. Sam broke the silence when he starts laughing, like a deep belly, full-bodied laughter. Mama Karen looked horrified, angry, mystified, and humiliated as her father just laughed hysterically. And to be fair, none of us knew how to react. After what felt like an hour but was likely a minute, Sam stops laughing and then told his daughter and granddaughter, you guys can sit down and shut up or go wait in the car. He then told Heather to go ahead and ring the bell. The woman and her child slinked back in their seats where they both sat just shell-shocked while Heather rang the bell. We clapped, maybe a little too enthusiastically. Then Heather, her daughter, and I just sauntered out of the room. Heather and I parted ways at the hospital entrance, and I wished her a world of luck, but I have a feeling she won't need it. If you can slay two Karens in a 90-second rant, cancer's nothing. I love Heather, but my goodness, I'm so glad she isn't my grandma. Guys, Heather's the grandma you'd want to have, like the kind of woman who's sweet, kind, and loving, who will do whatever it takes to protect her loved ones, but also the kind who can unleash hell on enemies. And props to Heather for stepping up to that Karen and putting her in her place. Like getting to ring the bell and defeating a Karen in the same day. Oh my goodness, now that's a great day. And that, my friends, brings us to another end of our slash entitled people. Guys, I hope you enjoyed today's stories. I hope you didn't shake your heads too hard. And if you missed the last episode on the channel, I'll link it right here. It's an r slash I don't work here lady episode where a Karen trashes a store, attacks customers when she realizes that OP will not serve her because he's a customer, not a manager. It's such a crazy story, so go check it out if you haven't. And myself and Stevie Boy will see you guys in the next one. We love you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.